Created Me Podcast, Episode 10, Season 2. Do you like the sound of my voice? Do you like how deep and smooth my voice sounds? I will tell you this, the biggest comment I've ever had on this podcast is the fact that my voice sounds so smooth. I've been equated to all kinds of incredible voices, but I will tell you this, this mic doesn't hurt, that's for sure. With a little bit of bass boost, it really helps. You're going, what are we talking about today? Just so you know, I'm going to be talking to myself and talking about the heart. So join me as we do the final episode of season two. gotta tell you what i can't believe we've done 20 episodes of created me podcast two seasons and this is the final one of season two and i really hope that you have enjoyed it and welcome to our final episode of season two thank you so much if you've been listening to all of our episodes or if you just joined us go back and check out what we have been doing i want to tell you we've covered a lot in season two from the first session with John Del Husay, kind of romantic covenantal practices, we called it. Then I got my friend Kyle Campos on, and he just ranted about American nationalism. That was a fun episode, actually the most listened to of season two. Then we got my friend Teddy Arns on, and we talked about how we crush idols. We got Kristen Kaner on, and we talked about creation narrative. I called my friend Fitz. And we just talked about God in relationship. We talked about relationships. Then I got my mom on and we talked about how to listen to God's voice. Josh Miles, we talked about a call to gather and worship. Then last week I got my wife on and we talked about men and women ruling together. We had a full season. If you haven't caught up with any of those, go check it out. Out. And still feel free to email me, D at Mac.com, if God is saying something to you or just to say what God has said to you through these podcasts. If I'm going to end this season, season two, then I wanted to share a little bit of my own story and my own life. So I'm basically going to interview myself today. And what I'm going to talk about is how I moved from a religion of the head into a relationship of the heart. I grew up in the church, so having been born into a pastor's home, my mother and father following Christ for so many years. I started Bible studies when I was in high school. I was preaching since I was 14. And I was, if you will, just allow me to say it this way, kind of the golden child of American evangelicalism. And God graciously used that scenario to reveal some things in me. That what I really wanted to build was my own kind of kingdom. I wanted a large ministry. I wanted all kinds of people coming, but it was masked under this idea that I'm doing all of this for the Lord. And so that language was deeply in me. I'm doing this for the Lord. And if I was going to do this for him, I just had a few little things that I wanted him to do for me. Now, can you hear the transactional language in there? And what it led me to was feeling far and far more frustrated with God because I was doing all kinds of activity 
and all kinds of things that I wanted to do to measure up, but I never measured up. And I never felt like I could do enough. But when I would go before God, I would constantly try to put God in my debt saying, God, look at all these things that I'm doing for you. Could you do these things for me? And I know for a fact, there was many times in the circles that I was running, people would preach a gospel that if you give this money, if you do this, if you act this way, God will bless you. And so I would latch onto those things, but I wasn't giving God the deepest parts of my heart. My relationship with him was religious activity. And it got me to the place where I was preaching on Sundays, working on the ministry on Saturdays, passing out food in the inner city, caring for people, doing all kinds of things. And then I would go to bed after preaching and leading music and all that this weekend. And I would go to bed totally depressed. I would sleep for a couple of days, morbidly obese, completely exhausted. My wife was worried about me, all kinds of things. And inside feeling so distant and empty from God. And I remember saying to my wife, I think I'm done. I'm going to give up. I'm five years into this church plant. I think I'm done. And I found myself contemplating leaving everything. But because of God's grace, he met with me and he transformed my whole understanding of the gospel. And a lot of it came around where this book or this podcast now, this created me idea came from because I was in a place where I felt so far and dark and empty and distant. And if it wasn't for God breaking into my heart and transforming me, and then my life started to spring from that, from the heart. That, that sounds like a, a small change, but it was radically different. I don't know where you're at if you're listening right now, but I would tell you this. If I was to ask you the question, what do you think the heart is? Think about that for a minute. I'm going I'm to let the music just kind of play, and I want you to let your mind wander. If I was to ask you, explain what it means to love God with your heart. But according to the Bible, the heart is the center of all life. It's actually the center of all spiritual activity and all that operates human life. So the heart is not just basically the seat of the emotion. It's the seat of all life. It's the seat of the mind, the will, and the motion. The heart is the control center of all of your life. So everything you do comes from the heart. Everything you feel comes from the heart. Everything you uh, think, everything you do 
It all comes from the heart. It's the center of the emotions, the feelings, the moods, the passions. It's like how Tremper says it because he actually says that he thinks the closest thing when we think of scriptural meaning of heart is motives. It's what really motivates you. What triggers your thoughts? What triggers your emotions? What triggers your actions? And I think Tremper's right. All of your emotions are triggered by your motives. All of your mind, your all your actions, it's what motivates you. It's the treasure chest of your life. You see, some of you are willing to lose power in order to gain approval. Why? Because you want approval more than you want power. It's what motivates you. Some of you don't mind losing friends in order to gain power. Why? Because relationships are a worthy cost of you getting more power because what motivates you is power, not friendships. See, those are two motivational structures. So if you get insulted, you really get angry and your friend doesn't understand it. He thinks he's just being sarcastic. But the reason why is in your heart, what you want more than anything, what motivates you is respect. And so if you feel disrespected, you're going to react. Here's what Edwards says. He, He says, true religion resides in the affections. And that's why your heart is such an important part. He wants to have the seat of all of your life. He wants to be the deepest motivation, that that control center of your life. Because if you get the control center, you get everything else. And many of us, when we hear something like this, we go into practical mode. What we want is, well, tell me then, how do I fix my heart? And because this is such a obscure area, a a deep down spiritual area of our lives, we try to make it really, really practical. And I will tell you this, this is what's making it really hard for you to understand the heart because you can't grapple with it with your mind. See, the mind is seated on the control center of the heart and the mind is not the center of your life. It's just a part of it. See, this is so deep and so profound and so mysterious, you can't know it. Matter of fact, scripture says nobody can know the heart except for God. It's such a deep and glorious and profound place that we don't know how to go there and do the work that it takes. I didn't know how to do hard work. So I tried to do all the other things and it left me empty and dark and lonely. And when I really was filled was when I read for the first time, David praying Psalms 51 created me a clean heart. That's where this book came from. And I think this is what Paul prays in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, when he says, for the God who said, let the light shine out of darkness has shown in our, what? Our hearts, giving us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, Paul is pointing us to what God does. He comes to the very depths of our hearts and reveals to us the king of our hearts, the object of our affections, in the face of Jesus. 
And when our hearts are enlightened, his spirit gets poured into us. That's what Romans 5, 5 says, that hope does not put to shame because God's love has been poured into where? Our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So when God comes into us, he pours himself into this empty vessel and pours his spirit. The warmth of the Holy Spirit just begins to fill our hearts. This is what happened to me as I came before God and realized that I was trying to do all these things and he started doing work in me, the depths of my heart that I could never do with my religious activity. If you want to get the guts of what creating me is all about, you've got to hear me on this. I'm not trying to get you to do more things. I'm not trying to just get you to think better things. Although this is important, I'm not even getting you to just feel a different way. Although those things will fall in line. I want you to see what you really need, what your mind need, what your emotions need, what your actions need is something even deeper. Deep down inside of you, you know, you hear my voice right now. And you know what you're facing. You can't fix unless he pours himself into you. He's such a good father. He'll just keep working on your heart. And you're thinking differently and then you'll have a renewed mind and you'll you'll start to have your emotions fall in line. Now you won't be controlled by your emotions and your activity will be coming from a place rather than you working for something. Go make space in your life for heart work. And if you're going to get heart work, you're going to need, if you will, a surgeon. Because you can't do open heart surgery on yourself. You're going to need the great physician to come and do that work in you, which means you're going to have to just lay on the operating table. And some of you are trying to do the work yourself through religion, therapy, activity. They're all helpful things. But there is only one that can go deep down to the control center of your life and get at your motives and get at your heart. It's the one who created it and formed it. You wanna get down just to the core of what I wrote this book for and what I'm really longing for. Is the God who created everything, who created your heart, is crying out to the deepest parts of you. And I pray you'll cry out, created me a clean heart and that you'll lay on the operating table and you'll let him come do his work of creation in you. Because I think some of you have tried a lot of different ways to improve yourself. And what you need is a new life, a new heart, a new spirit. And only God can give that. Here's the good news. He has given it. He's not withholding it. Well, how do I know he's going to give it to me? Because he continually gives to those who ask. Come. Come to him. All you who are weary and heavy laden, all of you who are empty and all of you who are longing, come to him and he'll give it. I'm confident of it. I can sense right now that even as I'm talking, some of you are going, I want this. He's given it in the person of Jesus. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would reveal yourself to their heart and they would know you. They would come to you and that you would take them in your hands and transform them from the inside out and that they would receive a new life. 
pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. That's the final episode, and I pray you're encouraged or just challenged. And if nothing happened in you today, then I I just pray that that prayer would sink deeply into you. Go back and check out all the other episodes. Send me an email at pastorarond at mac.com. Also, if you want to send a donation, you can do that on Venmo. You can go at Pastor Aaron D or the cash app, money sign Pastor Aaron D. We're going to take a break for a while. That's our final episode of season two. So thank you for listening and continue to reach out and we'll be back in just a few months. God bless you all.